Welcome to Happy Mommy Cooks. Our mission is to help you learn about vegan cooking, healthy living, and more. Whether you're just getting started or have been on this journey for a while, you will find something for yourself here. We have so much fun learning about vegan cooking and healthy living. Now your host, Hashi Richards. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 11. This is Hashi with Happy Mommy Cooks. I'm so happy that you guys are here joining me today for another episode. So if you go back and um, listen to episode one, um, in there I said the I said why I became a vegan, which was, you know, overnight I decided to become a vegan. And that's true. I did do it overnight. You know, it was just woke up one day and said I'm going to be a vegan. The um, the backstory to that is that there was a buildup to that, right, of what happened to me personally. And I thought, you know, now I can share um, that story with you in hopes that it will help other people and also um, that have been through what I went through that um, are experiencing it now. Or, you know, just in general, anyone that wants to make positive changes in their life, right? So, basically, you know, what happened to me was um, shortly, you know, after I was married, um, found out I was pregnant and had a beautiful, healthy son, um, eight pounds, 13 and a half ounces, 22 inches long very, you know, very easy pregnancy, um, especially considering, you know, they labeled me a geriatric pregnancy (laughs) since I was uh, 37 when I had him. And, you know, uh, with the exception of um, some swollen feet, maybe the last couple weeks of pregnancy, it was just a wonderful time. I loved being pregnant. I loved everything about it. Um, It was just amazing. And so, um, didn't really pay attention to anything, uh, after, uh, the birth, right. As far as like, you know, how you get the medical report. I ended up, you know, having to have a C-section, um, just because, um, the umbilical cord of my son was wrapped around his neck and, um, there was, they just wanted <coughs> to get him out. I think there was some complications with him in there. So they got him out via C-section. I was just so happy to have him. I wasn't paying attention to anything um, in the report or anything like that. Fast forward a couple of years later, and I'm pregnant with baby number two. Um, overjoyed, just overjoyed with with that. And... Um, my mom at that time, my mom lives an hour outside of Chicago. She had planned a trip to come down to visit me here in Orlando. And I was so overjoyed for her because I was going to surprise her with um, um, a card and uh, take her. I was going to take her to the Rose Garden at Lou Gardens and give her the card and let her know that she was about to become a grandmother for the second time. And that morning I woke up and at this point I'm seven weeks it was like a week before you go for the first um, ultrasound and I went to the bathroom and I was bleeding 
and cramping as well. And I was like, oh, you know, what's going on? Because I didn't experience any of this with my first pregnancy. And um, it was it was just, and the blood kept increasing. So I said, you know what? I don't know if this is normal or not, you know. And at this point, I'm 40 years old. About to turn, uh, about to be 41. And then I just didn't feel pregnant. And for those of you that have been pregnant, you know, I, I'd already felt my breast um, sore and I just felt pregnant. I don't really know how to describe it, but when I woke up that morning, be, besides the bleeding, I didn't feel pregnant anymore. And so I called the doctor and uh, they said to come on in. So instead of heading, um, so I said, you know what, I'll, I'll go, but let me first just go to the Rose Garden, you know. So we ended up going to the Rose Garden, but along the way, I stopped at um, CVS. I told my husband to stop at CVS, and I went inside and picked up a couple um, pregnancy tests. And then when we got to Lou Gardens, I actually went to the restroom and um, took one of the tests, and it said that I was still pregnant. And I was like, yes, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm still pregnant, even though I don't feel pregnant, and even though I'm still bleeding, <laughs> you know, and I am laughing because it's just, looking back on it, just talking about it now is just um, very emotional for me. So, um, went through the day, and uh, like I said, it's I'm still bleeding, but I'm still chugging along with the day. Um, sort of in denial at this point, I think, but also like, hey, I'm still pregnant, you know, uh, according to the pregnancy test. So that evening, I made it through the evening and then woke up the next day to um, even more cramping and more bleeding. And I said, you know what? Oh, and I didn't end up giving my mom any card or anything like that. Um, because, you know, a woman's instinct is very powerful. And my instinct was screaming that I wasn't um, pregnant, um, even though the pregnancy test indicated otherwise that I still was. So the next day I woke up and um, instead of giving my mom a card as I planned the day before, um, she ended up uh, driving me to the doctor. So we went to the doctor and um, they immediately did an ultrasound and they see this huge... Um, object or mass um, on the outside somewhere around my uterus and um, I hear them talking the doctor talking to the nurse and they're saying uh, we need to get her over to the emergency room it looks like an ectoptic pregnancy and I'm like I can hear you guys what's going on you know and they said we think it's an ectoptic pregnancy um, you need to go to the emergency room so my mom and I went to the emergency room and at this time I didn't want my husband to be there just because I didn't want my son who um, was three at the time to see me like that and to be scared or anything like that so we went to the emergency room and um, the doctor there that greeted me um, who was the on-call doctor for that practice said you know you um, unfortunately the uh, it looks like you're gonna lose your left uh, fallopian tube and we're gonna have to go in 
and see what's going on. And so they put me under and I had a laparoscopic surgery and um, woke up a couple hours later and the doctor was sitting there and he said, you know, good news, good news, great news. You didn't lose your fallopian tube. And I was like, yay, you know, and I, wonderful. I'm still pregnant then, right? And he looked at me and he said, no, no, you're not pregnant. Um, you know, you lost the baby. And also, um, you have endometriosis. And not only that, you have the worst case of endometriosis I've ever seen in my career. And at this point, I'm still groggy from waking up from, you know, the surgery and not really understanding what he's saying. And I said, endometriosis, you know, and uh, he said, yeah, um, uh, we'll talk more later, you know, and then I just burst into tears and I was just crying and it was just very, very sad and emotional for me um, dealing with all of that. So after that, I left the hospital and just, I remember just laying on the couch thinking, is this my life? <laughs> you know, what happened? What did I do? You know, sort of self-blame, being critical. So after, you know, coming out of that fog, um, going back and forth between denial and the reality of my life and um, losing the baby and just just not understanding why that would happen to me, just considering that I never even had any issues with my first pregnancy and also when I was pregnant again didn't think that something like this would ever happen to me you know no one ever does right um and so dealing with all those feelings I think that I just um probably emotionally ate and um buried my feelings you know um and meanwhile you know everyone else's life is moving on and so it was a difficult time for me, you know. Um, but then after a while, I started doing research on endometriosis and sort of reading a lot about it and um, figuring out, hmm, is there any way that I can cure it on my own or alleviate some of the symptoms? Um, and so through that, I found out that diet has a lot to do with it and what you eat and what you put inside your body and what chemicals you use. Um, what products you use and so knowing all of that learning all of that still didn't make any changes I was still eating meat I was still eating highly inflammatory foods and um, for those of you that don't know what endometriosis is it's basically um, the endometrial lining of your uterus um, for a woman is supposed to be there it's supposed to be uh, the lining inside of your uterus and each month that you have your period that lining sheds as it's supposed to and it expels through your period now someone with endometriosis that endometrial lining grows outside of the uterus and other places where it's not supposed to be growing and every month when you have your period there's no place for that lining that's growing outside of your uterus to shed instead it stays there and causes inflammation and cysts and um, lesions and all types of um, things that aren't supposed to be there. It's very painful um, and it's um, in, um, not normal to have that. 
um, there are different stages. Stage four is the worst stage, and um, it starts at stage one. Now, one in 10 women have endometriosis, but usually it takes quite a while to diagnose it. <coughs> and for me, I don't ever recall getting a formal diagnosis of endometriosis. I know I had been complaining before of long periods and heavy periods, um, but nothing was really ever done about it. Um, and so it wasn't an issue, nor was I trying to get pregnant or anything like that. So not the fertility part of it never came up. And then when I got married and was pregnant very easily, there was no talk about uh, endometriosis at that time because I was pregnant. So, you know, for me, going through something as painful um, as losing my baby um, and dealing with all that, I started to just do what I do best, you know. Um, of course, this was after um, going through a period of um, just being down and sad and mourning the loss of um, my child, you know. Um, and my son at the time, he was three, just too young to understand what was going on with mommy. And to this day, still doesn't know that he um, was going to be a big brother. And I just have not chosen to share that with him. He's now seven. Um, it's just something that I don't feel like he's ready to know. Um, and that the, maybe there will be a time where I will share that with him. But um, I was just sad, you know, just sad for a long, long time. Um, and then, you know, went to the doctor um, as a follow-up to talk about um, how I can get pregnant again and uh, explored many possibilities and uh, finally decided on a surgery to remove all the endometriosis and to remove the cyst. I have a huge cyst that connects my uterus and my bowel together. And they wanted to remove that with a, you know, robotic surgery and all these things that they were going to do um, to increase the chances of me getting pregnant again. And um, a couple weeks before the surgery, I called and canceled. I said, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I was scared um, because there was complications, of course, with um, going in and removing something connecting your bowel and uterus. Um, it could have ruptured the bowel and things like that. So I just didn't want to undergo that. Um, and so I started doing what I do best, which is researching, you know, I'm a lawyer by trade and trying to find an answer and trying to make this right the right way without doing that and um, started seeing links between um, what I ate and endometriosis and inflammation and poured myself into finding out the answers. And um, it's funny because I've had all those tools already. I've had all the books uh, but I never really needed them because everything was going so smoothly in life, you know. So it led me to finally um, being woke, as they say, you know. And um, overnight, just woke, woke up and said, I'm done. And completely changed my life and the way that I ate. And so it's just been nothing but uh, a fun journey for me. And I say journey because I've made mistakes along the way. Um, I've um, learn from those um, accidents and um, kept going, you know, and have cooked amazing things along the way. Like right now I can smell in the kitchen. I have a slow cooker going with um, uh, chili, a meaty chili, and the meat is Gardein vegan crumbles um, with beans and tomatoes and everything. It smells wonderful. So I can't wait to um, have that finish up. 
So yeah, it's been it's been it's been a rough road um, for me. And um, but I'm so thankful for the blessings right on the other side, which, you know, if that if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Um, and so there was a blessing to come out of it. Maybe not the blessing that uh, I thought I wanted, needed at the time. Um, of course, I'm always going to mourn the loss of uh, baby number two, but um, I'm happy to be where I'm at right now and the way that I'm eating and the way that I'm taking care of myself, um, both physically as far as what I'm putting in my body and also mentally, you know, with my uh, daily meditation practice and um, feeding myself healthy thoughts and affirmations and trying my best as a mom to pass those on to my son as well so that he learns um, that in order to really be healthy, it's being healthy physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, um, and, you know, nourishing yourself healthy as well. So um, as always, you guys, you know, if you ever have any questions or anything, you can always um, email me at happymommycooks um, at gmail.com. You can reach out to me on Instagram at happy mommy cooks or on Facebook, happy mommy cooks. But, um, thank you all for listening. I hope you, uh, learned something, you know, from this episode and, um, I will talk to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you all for listening to Happy Mommy Cooks. If you would like to reach Hashi, please reach out to her on Facebook and Instagram at Happy Mommy Cooks or via email at happymommycooks at gmail.com. 